Hey guys, welcome back to Westeros Weekly. If you're new here, this is the show that answers your biggest questions about every episode of Game of Thrones. I'm Philip Molina. And I'm Eric Voss. And oh my God, we waited almost two years <laughs> yeah. for the final season and it's here, episode one of season eight. All the Starks are back in Winterfell. We're getting dragon flying lessons. It's how to train your dragon eight. Uh, <laughs> and everyone is also giving a bunch of side eye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're kind of like that little kid at the beginning of the episode who's like trying to peek through and get, get a look at all of our favorite characters back again. Like, get out of my way, Grandma. You're blocking my view with the Unsullied. I literally shoved my grandmother so I could get a better oh, uh, worth view. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, unrelated. time's limited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of things your grandmother hates about you, uh, you could listen to us in much many other ways. Uh, there's uh, coverage that we have now as a podcast, so you can get this show, uh, Eric's episode breakdowns, yes. and all of our other Game of Thrones content in audio form earlier than these uh, video versions. Or you might be listening to the audio already, yes. and then, uh, you know, case, you know the future. Job. Well done. Yeah. You're, you're well ahead of the game. Uh, if you if you're not, though, just look for Westeros Weekly on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a lot of great stuff, by the way, in this episode. Of course, we're going to answer all your questions about what happened in the episode, uh, what it all means. We have some other fun segments that we do every week. Uh, we have weekly power rankings, all kinds of stuff. Yes. But we're going to start with the big question that is on all of our minds. Now, our off-screen producer says that this week, uh, yeah, our question is coming to us via the Stardust app. Oh, all right. So, but uh, by the way, we, this is just an app we use, uh, Stardust. It's a social media app that is specifically for film and TV lovers. Uh, you can share your video reactions on there, or you can actually do text reactions there now too. Um, that's where we pull our video questions for the show from. You just got to make sure to tag us at New Rockstar so we can see it. Uh, but let's get right into the first one with uh, at Hatchman Twenty Five. Hey, new rock stars. My question is, what's up with that new weapon that Arya wants Gendry to design for her? Ooh, okay. Yes, yeah. yeah, so this is definitely what I went into full research mode about oh, yeah. uh, last night. Uh, what is up with Arya's design for a new secret weapon? Uh, Eric, uh, remind us uh, of this moment. Yeah, so this is from the uh, very quick moment in that reunion scene down in the Winterfell Forges where uh, this was a lot of faces were coming back together. Uh, one of them was Arya and the Hound. Uh, the other one was Arya with Gendry. Did you notice a little, it was a bit awkward with the Hound, right? Uh, I, if you remember, she did leave him for dead. Yes. Uh, she also robbed him, which I love that she pointed that yes. out. She's such a badass now. Uh, and he was previously on her kill list, but then yes. she said that she took him off. Uh, but also awkward with Gendry in the way that like it's awkward with your middle school crush. Oh, uh, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you run into the, uh, each other in the halls of high school now. Yes. And it's like, now we're allowed to kiss. And I like the Hound <laughs> was kind of like that grizzled gr uh, gym uh, teacher who was kind of like, Oh, uh, young love uh, is happening. Yeah. I'm out of here. F this. Uh, that's what you got to get out right before the kids hit puberty. That's yes. when oh, it, yeah. It too steamy. Too, too hot. Uh, uh, so they uh, they did put that uh, love on the back burner so that Arya could ask Gendry to make her a new weapon. Ooh. So, of course, this is uh, New Rockstar. So we, in, in the background before we started here, we zoomed and enhanced. Uh -huh. Zoomed and enhanced it. We zoomed it and, and enhanced <laughs> it. Uh, and you can see that the diagram, it has some writing on it. Uh-huh. If you uh, look closely, it would say uh, dragon glass on one part of it. Ah. It also looks like it has detachable pieces. Oh. Uh, we know in terms of uh, weaponry, Arya already has her, her sword needle, and she also has the Valyrian steel dagger, the cat's paw dagger. So why would she need this third new mm. weapon? 
Okay, well, I have a few thoughts on why she might need this new weapon. Uh, you know, this is right after uh, Arya saw the dragon, and she smiled in wonder, right? Like, everyone else around her in Wintertown was freaking out, right. running for cover. What is this flying witchcraft? She seemed to be getting inspired, getting ideas. Well, in, in the book, she's she's obsessed with uh, female dragon riders, right. too. So she, yes. I'm sure a part of it is like, oh, man, I, I'm a rider dragon. Absolutely. Yeah. And this was shortly after Bran announced that the Night King himself has one of those dragons as a weapon of his own. So, and this which which was news to Daenerys. Yes. By the way, there was that look that exchange and like she kind of like kept it together, but that's very bad news that she just received. Yes. Yeah. And this is also after Arya doesn't seem that proud of all the killing when she's talking with Jon. He asks, "Have you used it before?" and she goes, "Once or twice." That kind of awkward moment. Right. And, you know, maybe that that could mean something more. So, there's a reason that this has a dragon glass tip. Uh, that's that's clearly important. She wrote Dragon Glass on there. She couldn't just tell him, hey, the stuff that you're using currently right now, put that on the end of what I want. This has to be Dragon Glass. And maybe she's done thinking about killing mortal men, and now she has her sights set on killing immortal beasts. Or not necessarily immortal, but mythical beasts, like the dragon, or specifically the Night King and or his zombie dragon. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so there are some very cool possibilities uh, that showed up in some in research uh, about what the weapon might be based on and also mm. how it might work. So specifically, this is uh, the thing I'm leaning toward the most right now. Uh, it could be this kind of like homemade detachable tip spear or harpoon. This is hmm. something that they, they teach people uh, in classes of like, you know, if you ever have to survive out in the wilderness because, you know, your family dumped you out there and uh, you remember. Well, I had to learn the hard way, yeah, but exactly. yes, I remember. Uh, uh, these uh, these lessons uh, of things that you could do. Uh, and it's based on what ancient fishermen used to use, a detachable spearhead to hunt uh, sea animals uh, oh. that you might be ones that like thrash around like seals or sharks or, or ancient dragons, I guess. Uh -huh. Sea dragons, they if you will. They actually existed, yeah, yes. Not like a narwhal made yeah. up thing. Uh, it could, uh, but the way it works is you could also compare it to another uh, weapon where just this idea of the projectile element there's this Native American weapon called an I believe it's called a lotl a lotl uh, it's a lotl a lotl I think yeah. and it's it's specifically a spear thrower uh, you know how like they have dog tennis ball throwers if you if you're oh, weak, like kind weak of a wristed. whiplash effect where it launches it further yeah kind of or like a deadly it. ball and cup game okay. uh, so, every ball and cup game is deadly <laughs> yeah if, if you, you do it right me. yeah uh, but it, the idea is that it throws the spear further and faster than you would be able to by hand so maybe up into the air to hit a flying dragon or maybe to hit someone riding a dragon uh, this is also the same episode where Braun is bragging that he's the only he's the only man to ever have shot a dragon uh which could foreshadow the idea that yeah maybe you'll stay the only man that shoots a dragon uh but so she could definitely be using this device at, like i mean you said specifically to take out, down a dragon uh, i actually have another theory of like how specifically she might be planning to use it mm -hmm. okay so you remember that we saw back in the season eight trailer we were trying to study what Arya was holding in the trailer uh -huh. okay kind of looked like a spear right yeah yeah i know we Assumed that it could just be a general spear, but we also talked about maybe it could be dragon glass. Well, mm -hmm. let's assume, yeah, maybe that's the dragon glass spear. I think Arya wants a weapon with this detachable tip on one side and then spin it around, boom, Valyrian steel dagger oh. on the other side, a double sided spear with the projectile element built in. It's like, 
a, a Swiss Army knife, or I mean, yeah. if you look at his play, uh, it's it's worthy of like uh, of Darth Maul, probably. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a that's a great yeah, yeah. It's like Darth Maul. He had a lightsaber on one side, and then like a, a, a gun. D- on the other yeah. Side. yeah. <laughs> I am just realizing that Darth Maul is absolutely the Night King. Oh like, yeah, he's, like, like, he's got the same horns and yeah, everything. Yeah. He just like blew himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Check it out. Uh, Tommy Dunn, by the way, is the guy <laughs> who um, designs the weaponry for Game of Thrones. He said that he did build a specific weapon for season eight that was a showstopper and a doozy uh, and a hubba hubba what a what a. He's using all these silly terms. A doozy. Uh, a doozy. Uh, but this could be that weapon. Yeah, and in the season eight trailer, you could see while she's holding that weapon, Arya says the words. I know death. He's got many faces, but I look forward to seeing this one. It could just be like convenient trailer editing stuff that they always loop stuff over, but maybe there's some greater significance to this. And I think the face she's definitely talking about here, I know death, I've seen it, you know, he has many faces. The the specific face is that of the Night King. Or Darth Maul. Or Darth Maul. In both cases, the the literal face of death. Uh, And I think she's going to kill, or at least try to kill, the Night King with her new super spear. That seems to be her focus of it. Why else have it tipped with dragonglass? Yeah, or, or, or at least try to kill him. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, like, who gets to kill the Night King is kind of a, a big thing for all the characters, I'm sure, have, have reasons. Uh, I think, though, that that would m- make sense. I know we just went two different directions here about the dragon or the Night King. I think that the, that's the idea of this two-sided thing. Yeah. One side is to bring down his dragon ride, and the other is to give him a new mouth on his neck. Yeah. yeah, you can always use an extra. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, hungry. I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to see how this weapon uh, turns out this season. How she's going to use it. Uh, I'm assuming that we're also going to see the hound swing his new dragon glass axe, uh, which oh, yeah. wasted so much dragon glass. There's yeah. so many people like n- most people can't. We could have made 20 more arrowheads <laughs> yeah. out of this and said you got one axe. big weapon. Yeah. And then he dies immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going to happen. Uh, also, uh, Braun has that very fancy crossbow. I'm oh, wondering yeah. if that's going to come into play. Either way, thank you to Hatchman25 for. Yeah. Asking that Stardust question. Uh, but actually, speaking of Stardust, huge news. Huge news. This is so big. I'm so excited to tell you guys about this. If you download the Stardust app to share your reactions and uh, also to ask us questions about each episode and you tag us at New Rockstars, you might not only get your question played on the episode of, of this, Westeros Weekly, like Hatchman just did, you might get flown out here. Well, you, you will get if you're the people that win this. Uh, here, you're, go, you're flown out to Los Angeles to watch the finale of Game of Thrones with us live in person at a special screening watch party event. Wow. You will join us. Oh, that, I'm so fun. excited. Yes, you're going you're gonna to get a, to meet us uh, up close and personal. Oh, doesn't, don't we sound interesting to, to meet <laughs> yes. in person? Uh, yeah. you got to see what kind of puppets we really are and who's pulling the strings on us. Yeah, mm. You'll get to find out. Uh, we'll announce more details about the event soon. But specifically, two lucky fans are going to get their travel and accommodations provided to hang out with us and watch the show. Uh, all you got to do to enter is follow us on the app Stardust. You get one entry for doing that, and then you get another entry every single time that you tag us on the app so get to tagging yeah get to tagging oh what, this is a great opportunity i this i'm is, so excited this is how we met right like yeah we, we, both, we were each other's fans and yes. we won contests yeah, for each other's contests yeah. Yeah. and then uh yeah and then we got our divorced parents back to uh, fall in love again yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a great story <laughs> you'll hear all about it as we talk over the finale episode of game of thrones <laughs> i can't <laughs> wait next question yes Whoa. Oh man! <laughs> what is this? The Ravens are getting more and more involved. Off-screen each producers, week. Uh, jacked arm was in frame. For <laughs> I a didn't see it. I only saw a very furry Raven just uh, pop in. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll get, take that out on post, Evan. <laughs> well, here is the question uh, at 
Ali Cultivated asks, do you think Bronn will kill both Lannister brothers? Ooh. One of the interesting reveals from this episode, yes. Uh, Bronn was given uh, by Kyburn the uh, fancy crossbow that we've seen before on the show. Technical name. In, in order to kill for Cersei both Jaime and Tyrion. Yeah, it came in that very emotional reunion with Bronn and prostitutes. Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, this is a really interesting question because Bronn is obviously buddies with both of the Lannister brothers. Yeah. Uh, so you would think you wouldn't want to kill them. I know that when I was watching, uh, everybody's like, he's not going to do it, right? He wouldn't do it. But Bronn has been specifically o- always motivated by money. Yeah. And that's exactly what she's she's offering to him. Uh, he sold out Tyrion before in season four when Cersei bribed him with a marriage to a noble woman uh, with money uh, in return for representing presenting Tyrion in trial by combat against the mountain. Remember, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why he, he wanted him it. to be his champion again. He's like, I've been bought yeah. out. Sorry. Yeah, Can exactly. There was like a higher bidder, basically. Uh, though, over and over, from the first time he met Bronn to last season in, in the Dragon Pit, Tyrion has said that if anyone ever hires you, Bronn, to kill me, I will pay double. Yeah. And he told Jamie last season, Bronn told Jamie last season after he saved him from getting roasted by uh, Drogon, uh, till I get what I'm owed, a dragon doesn't get to kill you, you don't get to kill you, only I get to kill you. So it's kind of a, uh, it tells you where his mindset really is at. He's, he's not necessarily a true loyal companion and a friend. This is a sellsword through and through. And uh, he, all that really motivates him is his gold. So we don't, even though we see them together and we kind of ship them in our heads, they must be friends because they went on adventures together. Bronn's really only there because there's a promise of payment in the castle at the end. And Jamie has reneged on his promises to Bronn before, and Cersei's paying Bronn with a wagon of gold up front, <laughs> yeah. outside, down payment. That's more than Jamie has ever done. All that Jamie gave him is this little bag of gold on that Blackwater Rush episode in season seven. Maybe Bronn has uh, different rules for different Lannister boys, and he will try to kill Jamie. He did teach him how to fight with one hand. Maybe he knows how to beat him, because he didn't tell him a couple tricks that he really does need to know. Uh, or ultimately, the other a hand. one-handed yeah, <laughs> yeah. fighter can only do so much. Uh, but before we continue, quick uh, sponsor shout-out to HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can just cook and eat and enjoy, as uh, we all should only have to worry about. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. They do all the meal planning and shopping and prepping so that you can just focus on a healthier you and a happier family and spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so that you can spend more time just doing what you love, like watching new Rockstars videos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are three plans to choose from. There's a classic plan, veggie, and a family plan. And uh, there's an option to switch if your tastes change over time. I personally really enjoyed how HelloFresh has simplified my whole dinner time. I love the recipes. Uh, I just got a delivery. There was like a pork carnitas tacos. It was so good. And apricot glazed chicken, stuff that I would normally not think to shop for uh, by myself. But they prepped it all for me, and I could just go. And it was awesome, delicious. And it has become, hands down, my favorite meal kit delivery service. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash rockstars80 and enter the promo code rockstars80. It's like receiving eight meals for free. You can just go to hellofresh.com slash 
ROCKSTARS80 and enter the promo code ROCKSTARS80 for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh meal delivery kits. Before we get to the next question, a quick shout out to another great sponsor that's helping us bring this show to you. Braun isn't the only person who cares about money. You also care about money and making more of it. Uh, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. Uh, With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movement so you never miss the exact right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of New Rockstars a free stock like Apple or Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. All you got to do is sign up at rockstars.robinhood.com. Again, that's rockstars.robinhood.com. There you can sign up and get a free stock. Yeah, that's great. Oh, oh no, what's this? Oh, he's just another hopping bird. Along. Yeah, so our podcast listeners have no idea what we're reacting to. Yes, uh, uh, but uh, a raven just smacked uh, Eric in the face like Fabio all those years ago. <laughs> okay, at um, uh, Stasha, Mia Stasha asks, "Why did Cersei sleep with Euron?" Uh, yeah, this was interesting, right? I mean, we don't like, want to shame her for her choices, but it's an interesting yeah. thing. It seems a little out of character for Cersei to want to do this. A little out of character with who she was at the beginning of that scene. So why did she change her mind suddenly? Well, we do know that uh, from Lancel Lannister that Cersei doesn't necessarily mind sleeping with someone just for a good time. But really, the reason she slept with Lancel is because he reminded her so much of Jamie. At least that's what we found yeah, out in the books. He's probably like a young Jamie. A young Jamie, right. an even younger version who she can better control and use to do her bidding. Uh, now, we heard in Euron's ship scene with Yara that he's not super loyal to Cersei. He just wants to hook up with a queen, and maybe Cersei knows that the only way to keep him on her side is just, just let him in her bedroom just once, just one time, just like shut him up. <laughs> but <laughs> he's not going to shut up. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's going to like talk about this till oh, yeah, the end of his days everyone, yeah. in a few days. Uh-huh. Uh, but also somebody I was watching with was like, really, just to sleep with a queen? And I was like, are you kidding me? A queen? If Queen Elizabeth were here right now, I would... I would beg for You just it. committed treason <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> yeah. I said I would beg. I wouldn't take it. Hey, we uh, fought a war so we don't have to respect your monarch. <laughs> I did. I'm 300 years <laughs> old. Uh, okay, so it's, it's telling uh, of what's really going on here when Euron does that creepy thing of rubbing her belly. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he as says one gonna, does. Yeah, and then as one says, I'm going to put a little prince in you. Yes. Uh, which you said that to me when Super we first romantic. met. Super romantic. Post-coital um, pillow talk. It's yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, which I definitely definitely immediately thought of like Prince the, yes. the singer but yeah. uh, uh, just a little baby Prince would yeah. be amazing there's no cuddling after that uh, but okay so Euron isn't actually putting anything in there right because hmm. she is supposed to already be pregnant so yes. that's the look that she has on her face uh, so either she's keep taking that into account or she's about to ruin their alliance you also wonder if Cersei's using Euron as like a fake father for her pregnancy you know uh, she's no longer on the same side as Jamie, and she told Jamie last season he asked who are you going to say as a father and she says you of course but now he's abandoned her so she can't really do that anymore it, it would be kind of awkward so maybe she needs like a new kind of uh, father figure for this uh, for this baby another powerful man in Westeros and say he's the father and you know let's be honest when you're depressed that you didn't get any murder 
bigger elephants with your new army. You got to make some bad decisions <laughs> somewhere in there. It's just going to happen naturally. I think that she is is not really looking for a father figure for this baby, though, right? No. I don't think she respects father figures. But it, she's she's oh, always been like, uh, you know, not not seen as worthy by her own father figure. Uh, and then Robert wasn't a great dad either. But I do think that there is something about claiming that this baby is is Euron's, and maybe you know, as far as she knows, he still has that claim to the Iron Islands. Yeah, she doesn't understand that. That's yeah, we're talking about like gone. the public version of exactly. uh, Cersei versus a private version. Publicly, she probably wants like to secure the throne by having like another noble-born father to this baby, so that she can say say this baby is legitimate, so that the line of succession is secured, as is her power in that myth that she's right. putting out there. It's the same plan as Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, apple to the throne. Yeah, apple to like, the throne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh, 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 thank you, Raven. At H. Uh, Mikkel Hess wants to know why does the Night King make that spiral symbol? Okay, well, just to remind you guys, what uh, let's let's pour one out for the only person with a oh, name man. to die this episode. Poor Ned Umber. Uh, people named Ned have really no chance in the world of Game of Thrones. And he's named after Ned Stark. Oh yes, he yeah. is deliberately named yeah. after Ned Stark. So don't don't name your kid Ned so unless you want to be better off, Ned. No, yep. don't, don't do that. I uh, just okay. did. Okay, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but what I want to acknowledge is that, so there's all those body parts uh, yes. with Ned, and him. he's kind of crucified in the middle there, and it makes a spiral symbol. Uh, we, that is a familiar symbol. Yes. We've seen that north of the wall at the Fist of the First Men. Mm-hmm. We saw it when John showed Danny the cave uh, at Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. We we just uh, haven't necessarily given it meaning yet. Yes, we we only loosely know what it means. Now, uh, it's it's not in the books. They will never describe you know a, a whirl spiral pattern appearing on the wall. Right. It's a new invention for the show. But uh, it, you know, and the White Walkers and, and the themselves are not very good at explaining what they're all about. <laughs> they're kind of you know um, cats got their tongue. But people have brought up in this episode that the flaming spiral at least from a viewer's standpoint, looks very similar to the Targaryen sigil, which has uh, dragon heads, three dragon heads and and tails and arms that kind of form a similar spiral pattern, which I believe in the past, Philip, you've described as an octopus when it gets angry. (laughs) And it spins around real fast and gets spiky. That's my favorite description of what this is. (laughs) Um, But uh, the reason why this could be important is, you know, uh, is there a connection here? And even if the Night King doesn't intend there to be a connection, do the show did the producers say hey there's a reason this looks similar uh there's a reason that we specifically showed this image of the night king this spiral on fire this episode which you know targaryens fire and blood that's their whole uh, symbolism and their imagery and uh, they have made a point about talking about sigils earlier in this episode remember Tyrion saw the Karstarks, their starburst right. uh sigil and he said uh you know there are there are worse sigils out there at least it's not an onion right. it does kind of look like an onion when it's played <laughs> open if you go to Outback Steakhouse. Can we get them as a sponsor? Oh boy, I love those. <laughs> I've already sponsored them. Uh, yeah, we now, we haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, most of the evidence that we have uh, about what's going on with this symbol uh, revolves specifically around the children of the forest who made the White Walkers of the first White Walker yes. uh, at a place with stones in that same spiral shape. Yeah. Uh, and so, what I think is really interesting, this stood out to me when when we you see that image of little little Ned Umber, which is a terrible children's story to tell in the future. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Lil Ned Umber is, is impaled through the chest, just mm. like the first White Walker yeah. was with Dragon Glass. Also, if you kind of take a look at this image, when we first see it, it's obscured a bit by the tree, but at the center of the the whirl is where this is happening, yeah. uh, where the Night King is being made, essentially. Uh, that same center is where we find Little Ned Umber. It feels like maybe they're implying that everything's headed back there to where the children, the not necessarily to where it originally happened, but to that concept of where it all started, where he he was made, um, maybe to to unmake something or to make a whole new race of things. We don't know, um, but all we know right now is that at the least, it's a really sick way to make of some sort of warning. Yeah. Uh, but it might not be a warning just for the people up north. It might be a warning for the children of the forest. Yeah, uh, I'm coming for you he guys. He did too. use a kid. Yeah, well, he could have used any of the other adults who lived there at uh, at Last Hearth, but he used the kid. Yeah, Why? which is interesting that actually that, that pointing that out, the kid is technically the head of that household. Yes, uh, at the time, which I feel like is probably part of it too. He's like, I, I'm taking. Um, the, the person who has the reins here, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. You know, if that would put Jon Snow in his sights or Daenerys or someone who also is holding some sort of high ranking. I don't think Cersei. I don't no, think yeah. like he, I don't think he even cares that she exists. Yeah, either way, the Night King's cutting some promo here. I'm coming for you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other kids in Northern Houses. You're trying to work this in uh, yes. every time a wrestling uh, impression. This wrestling's uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, here's an, our friend again. Hey. Hey. The Raven's gotten a lot louder. <laughs> yeah, he, he really wants us to ask these questions okay so at sm palomares asks what's up with the what's up with drogon's look while john and daenerys were <laughs> kissing and at bay k50 asks what's up with brand's look when jamie arrives in winterfell so we've got oh, kind of a double looks. question here yeah yeah there's a, there's a lot of interesting glances going on this episode, right? So Drogon uh, was giving that look to John. Maybe he's pissed because someone's making out with his mom, and that's just weird. Like any kid, when mom brings home a new boyfriend, uh, he's like, okay, fine, you may uh, be able to ride my brother, but I'm not cool with this. Uh, even if it is in front of a, an awesome-looking waterfall, uh, I, this isn't Lisa Frank enough for me, and I'm pissed that this is happening right now, and I will never accept you as my new dad. I'm glad you're finally able to talk about all that. Yeah, it's been a, a long time. <laughs> Great. I, here's one thing that I think is fun. I remember who Drogon's named after? Cal Drogo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that in there, too, where it's just kind of like if the spirit of Cal Drogo is anywhere and it's watching his girl uh, get taken by a much less Cal-type guy, uh, yeah, I mean, he might be giving that look for a little bit of that reason, too. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Now, <laughs> as for the shot with Jamie and Bran, that other interesting look, this is the first time they have met since the first episode of the series. Remember when Jan just, uh, uh, Jamie just pushed Bran out of a window, and Bran told Sam earlier that they were he was waiting for an old friend in the courtyard. Uh, Hours earlier left than Left alone. Before. I guess they need to put some wheelchair ramps up in Winterfell, because otherwise that guy's not going anywhere. Uh, but apparently, that old friend was Jamie Lannister. It's interesting to describe him that way. Uh, Brand told everyone that they didn't have time for any nonsense at the beginning of this episode. It's like, no time for greetings. I'm going to ruin everyone, everyone's day with the worst possible information. And maybe that applies to his viewing of Jamie as well. Uh, because the Night King's coming, and uh, he, he's basically not doing anything for the rest of this episode, right? He, he convinced uh, Samuel Tarly to go talk to John. He seems to be like, waiting for some other bigger reason. He's like, I don't have time to deal with that stuff. You guys deal with this stuff. I have a more important thing on the horizon. Yeah, I think that he, it, the 
moment that he says "old friend" uh, kind of foreshadows that he's not gonna he's not gonna do what what the rest of us would do yeah. and really rub his uh, making us disabled in his face. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he says "old friend" because he's just like, yeah, we have we have a history, but maybe there's actually uh, a much bigger part that Jamie has yeah. to play, and he's excited to finally bring this this figure into the battle uh, and kind of fill him in on what he needs him to do. He could even technically, I don't know, be some amount of grateful for Jamie's role in getting Bran to fulfill his destiny of becoming the yeah. uh, Three-Eyed Raven. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we saw a little bit in the preview next time that uh, it seems like a lot of people are going to be upset with Jamie. Uh I think it wouldn't be so shocking if Bran's actually the one that stands up for his new Tar Lannister friend. Yes, I will not press charges or blink ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now let's move on to our power rankings, right? So we we've been um, talking a lot about all the great questions that you guys have been sending, and thank you so much. They were all amazing. But uh, now it's the part of the show. You guys decide for us. It's a Game of Thrones power rankings. You voted in our poll on Twitter uh, for who you thought won the episode last night, and we got our results in. Yeah, and this wasn't a really interesting episode for it because there weren't any battles. Uh, yeah. None of our parties made huge moves, at least. So the vote actually ended up being pretty evenly split between a couple of major characters. Okay. So uh, starting with third place, we've got Santa Stark. Oh, okay. She has 15% of the vote. Uh, yeah, a pretty powerful episode for her. Like, she was able to tell Tyrion, I thought you were the smartest person alive. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's Sansa Snark, right? She, yeah, like, for sure. She, like, definitely is the one at least at the top in that way. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't necessarily, she wasn't my vote. So, uh, second place is Bran Stark, 16% of the vote. Um, he definitely disturbed the most people. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting to see that reversal where in the first episode of the series, it ended on a brand's terrified faces being pushed out a window. Now it's been reversed and uh, Jamie is the most terrified person. Right. So that's definitely a power move there. Um, also, uh, a weirdo move, uh, telling your brother uh, when he says you're a man now and he says almost. What does that mean? <laughs> he, is that like the Britney Spears lyric? Right, yet, man? Yeah. yeah. He didn't say, you know, I'm, I'm more than that or I'm not a man. Or, he said almost. He's like, like he's like he's hoping that he gets laid soon or something. I, I no longer identify with humanity. I identify <laughs> as a tree. Uh, uh, but speaking of who he was talking to, the easy first place vote goes to Jon Snow with yeah. 21% of the vote. Yeah, and it's interesting because he kind of showed power in a couple different ways this episode. Of course, he rode a dragon, which is always a power move on the show, but also pretty powerful in his reaction to learning about his true lineage and his true identity. He kind of had this interesting, uh, almost like... Um, uh, Stealing to to his like uh, demeanor. Well, yeah, and he didn't. He doesn't want the crown. So that kind of um, not neglecting of responsibility, but saying there are bigger problems. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't need to be king. I'm giving up my crown in order to save my people. Really, nothing's more powerful and more honorable than that. But and then when he does find out, you do see the the glint in his eye that this could actually matter, right? right? Because there there is the interesting fact that. He has been over being a bastard for a long time, and you know I, I think that's very honorable and respectful. Uh, respectful, um, but 
it's kind of like, oh yeah, 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 but what if you never were a bastard the whole time? Does that change things for you? And it almost seems like it might. It's kind of like if you have like, a huge scar on your face and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't bother me. And then like someday someone's just like, oh, it was just chocolate. And they smear it off. And you're like, oh, thank God. I <laughs> yeah. hated this right. scar so much. Yeah, isn't it interesting in the first episode, in the first couple episodes of the first season, John was all about uh, dealing and struggling with this idea of being a bastard and what's his place in the world. And finally, he seems to have gotten over that. He doesn't care anymore because he has another purpose. But now... Uh, Sam has kind of thrown this back in his face. He's like, oh, you're not a bastard. You're a king. And he's like, dang it. I don't want to have to worry about what my title is anymore. I'm back in this situation. This Now it's too much responsibility, and I hate that I have to deal with this now. So he's kind of dealing with the same kind of conflict, well, just what, in different What levels. he really hates that he has to deal with now is is he knows that this is going to be trouble between him and Daenerys, right. which is foreshadowed by Varys. Yeah. Yeah, nothing lasts, and this is just a further complication that distracts him from the real goal. Well, we have no updates this week on our death pool contest, because no one died, besides Ned Umber. He wasn't on our, our, death, on pool. our death pool list. Yeah. And and there were some Greyjoys who died uh, on, on the silence, but they were all unnamed as well. They're they're mutes, so they couldn't even tell us what their name is, because Euron cuts their tongues out. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that on my death pool, if you, if you find mine, I will say the first person who I said dies is Euron Greyjoy. So do I get points, the fact that his men were the first characters? characters to die oh no no okay no try, yeah. you know, not at all can't fault uh, me for trying but you're not gonna win that be, yeah. uh but you guys might uh so make sure to keep uh submitting to the death pool i guess the throne.com and look up the westeros weekly death pool uh but real quick first we gotta say a quick thank you to our sponsor postmates uh it's 10 minutes before one of the final game of thrones episodes starts and you want some wine to drink along with Tyrion while he makes fun of Varys for you know not having genitals <laughs> that, that kind of fun uh so what do you do you download postmates app for ios or android for free and you get whatever you want delivered year round you can browse local stores and restaurants and track your delivery postmates is going to bring you what you want within the hour 24 hours a day 365 days a year food groceries whatever you need delivered they have the largest on-demand merchant network in the entire known universe which i don't know how they prove that but i I believe it uh the only thing they can't deliver is game of thrones spoilers and theories which is why you're here (laughs) with us now so for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days uh, to start those free deliveries, you download the app right now. You use code Rockstars. So specifically, again, that's code Rockstars for one hundred freaking dollars of free yeah. delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. You get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates, save with the code Rockstars. Great! What a great deal! Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, but we're going to end every episode of Westeros Weekly looking at the teaser for next week's episode and we're going to give you our predictions for some of what we think is going to happen but we, okay. we won't get too spoilery, don't worry When I was a child, my brother would tell me a bedtime story about the man who murdered our father about all the things we would do to that man He never should have trusted Cersei He never should have either Death Got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. How long do we have? Before the sun comes up tomorrow. Ooh, Ooh. 
Ooh, that last shot, especially uh, that I've got two things to say about that last shot. Mm. One is I think that's going to be the end of the next episode. I think yeah. this episode seems like it's going to be setting the table for the Battle of Winterfell. So that you know, looking out or near the end of uh, looking out and maybe finally seeing the armies. But the other thing I want to point out is this is something that happens in color grading in general across uh, film and TV. But they're definitely pushing it now in this final season of Game of Thrones is orange versus blue. Oh yeah, uh, which is that fire versus ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also our alma mater's colors. Yeah. Um, but I think just keep an eye out for the, for that stuff. Um, uh, what do you see in there? Um, I think it's interesting. Again, this is another like table setting episode. Like, how big is this freaking table on Game of Thrones? Well, we know episode three will be the Battle of Winterfell, not this episode. So I'm thinking they're not showing us things that are happening on other parts of Westeros. Some drama down south in King's Landing. Some drama maybe with the Greyjoys. And I, I think that might be some bigger things going on. So hopefully we'll be seeing some twists with what Cersei's plan could be or what's really going on with Euron and the whole Golden Company. Uh, and how is he going to respond to losing Yara, will that blow up in his face? So it's for me, it's what's not in this promo that I'm most curious about. All right, so before we just wrap up here, uh, Eric, why don't you give a little tease of the kinds of stuff you're working on this week uh, for Ooh. our Game of Thrones coverage? Yes, our, our breakdown, I'm so excited. I'm kind of midway through writing it. Some of the stuff we talked about here, like the whole Night King's uh, sigil, what kind of messages he sent, uh, sp- uh, trying to send out. I have a couple other thoughts. Really, I'm most excited to point out all the specific ways this episode was almost a shot-for-shot recreation of the first episode of the series. Yep. We talked about some of the ways, but it's almost down to like... Uh, specific lines of dialogue, character choices, uh, restaging of moments with new characters, and the music. Uh, mm-hmm. Ramin Jawadi composed some really interesting um, musical leitmotifs to remind us of specific things that hint to how the characters' relationships have changed. Um, and uh, there's also just some like little connections to the book and to past episodes that surprised me. And uh, we found out what happened to Ed Sheeran's character. So uh, we'll be talking about that as well yeah. in the breakdown. Uh, also, just real quick, we talked about a lot of new stuff in the new intro for this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you look closely, you might have seen some very interesting new uh Dragons, uh, four dragons in an yeah, image. Yeah, they showed some like tableaus yeah. of famous historical yeah, events and, uh, on the some series. Red yeah. Comet stuff uh, that you're also going to get into this week. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, it for this episode of Westeros Weekly. So thank you so much for watching or listening. Don't forget to subscribe to both the New Rockstars channel for our ongoing Game of Thrones coverage, but also specifically to the West of Westeros Weekly podcast, where you can get everything that we just talked about that Eric was saying he was uh, going to put out. That's all going to come out on the podcast first, mm-hmm. uh, and then it could be a few hours later on the channel some of it's going to be maybe a few days later on the channel make sure to follow us on twitter at new rockstars and tweet us your questions for every episode as we go through the season with the hashtag westeros weekly and also on the stardust app tag us at new rockstars yes. and we'll feature your questions on there too and you'll be entered to win yes. to come watch hang the out with show us. with us and hang out with us and Eat be as pizza. awkward as we are learn our uh, origin story so much pizza yes. uh follow me at fimo on twitter and at philo Molina on instagram yeah and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at ea Voss. thanks for watching and listening this week guys Man, I'm so hyped already for episode three. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three and five. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.